Good evening and welcome to episode 187, maybe. 88. 88? 188, whatever. Vacation brain. Vacation brain. Episode 188 of the uh, Someday Conversation. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, We're, uh, I guess we're hosted by us and we're brought to you by... by, uh, Loyalty Liquors, Taco, uh, Dickie's Barbecue, and Onions. Um, yeah, I got a text. It's funny. Uh, so I was gone, what? Phone was off for five full days. Yeah. One text message. I had one text message. That's kind of a good thing, though. So um, my text message. Yeah, no, it is. But it's just funny that my text message was uh, my buddy Alonzo asking when, when the someday the someday conversation <laughs> was going to, uh, well, I guess he said the someday conversation strikes again. Cause, um, yeah, we've been off, uh, we've been off, we've been international mm-hmm. again. Um, yeah, exactly. But, uh, how was your week, bro? Um, I'm going to be very quick because, uh, this is, you know, similar to, when I was in Norway the first time, this is your show. But so I'll be very brief here. Uh, one note really quick. Uh, you sent me a screenshot of that text and I completely missed that part of it. So when you just said it, I thought that was an original thought. I didn't realize that that's, I just went back and looked at it. I was like, nice job, idiot. It said it right in front of your oh. face. Okay. There's oh. that bit. Um, second, that's pretty funny. Second, I almost had another bird situation yesterday. I was walking out of my apartment. There was another bird, same species, but female, sitting in almost the same spot. And I I had my mom's dog and Sasha. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? But that one flew off. Uh, my week was good, Benny. But you are international. This is I your was, show. I was going to. I was going to say, well, first things first, we are, in fact, recording from what's this? The eighth country? Something like that. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is if I, I, I was wondering, I was going to ask you if I should, uh, if I should do the long size as I explained this place. Like you do, Ben. You do whatever you feel is best, man. I mean, the the so for, no, just, it was a joke for the oh, people that don't know the, the no. first episode of the Norway. Um, oh, I think yeah. Aaron spent more time <laughs> gasping at it. <laughs> it was just spectacular. It was spectacular. Uh, I, all right. I know. Hey, hey, I get it. <laughs> um, but uh, no, dude, it was it was sweet. So we're in Panama, and we went we four nights on a sailboat in the sense which is referred to as Guna Yala, G-U-N-A-Y-A-L-A. And it's it's a completely indigenous fishing tribe that lives on islands. And, um, dude, it was, it was really, it was really unique. Like, uh, for one... I guess I might as well just say. So you kind of like we went, we went to Panama City, we spent the night, and then the next 
woke up early and, and got a taxi cab, but you know, whatever of the uh, SUV. And it basically took us from, you can see mountains off in the distance. Panama is not, you can see these mountains off in the distance. And the guy's basically like, yeah, we're driving over those mountains. And then we get down to the other side of a completely like desolate Panama. It's mm-hmm. this indigenous tribe. So like, Halfway through this long, it was like a three-hour ride or something. Was it three hours? Yeah, like on the the car. About three hours. Like, yeah, maybe a touch more. Halfway in, you basically come through this, like, checkpoint, and you're, like, entering their, like, Gunayala, like, their Mm -hmm. country. So, um, you know, keep driving. And, dude, we're talking, like, windy jungle roads with – you know, road pitches that I've never seen before, like directly straight up and down. I'm like, how the fuck, excuse my language, did the paver, you know, even drive on this thing, let alone whatever. But we got a little bit of history on that. And supposedly the road had only been paved seven years ago. And it was like, it it washed out. So they said before that road was paved, it used to take like 10 and a half hours to get there. Cause it was just basically like all through the mud. Right. And they had to like overland to get there, like winch, you know, literally. It was like a very difficult. So seven years ago, they got this road paved. And then now, since January, they've been repaving it again. Um, but so you drive this long ass road and then you basically just like hop out at this very quaint, nothing to it, a couple shacks couple like areas to stand under and just a bunch of boats and that's the port and from there you they basically just take you like we got on a boat with like uh two other like tourist couples and then i would say like 10 of the guna people Mm -hmm. and then like three thousand pounds of cargo Mm. on this like little ass boat with two Killer handle Yamaha 60s on the back. So 120 <laughs> horsepower. So uh, th- it was crazy. that The longest. So we basically went like, you know, three hours in the car, a little bit more with some stops. Get to this little boat. And then it was like a two-hour e- east and uh, in the sandblast islands and we you know whatever two hour ride and we got to our sailboat and once you got to the sailboat i mean it was basically we just spent like four days like slowly working back like west so we only had like a half a half hour ride half hour boat ride they picked us up at the boat this morning and drove us back to the port it was only a little like half hour ride um but so that was like, I guess like the, you know, whatever travel part of it. So then once you get on the sailboat, you just, dude, you're going around these absolutely breathtaking, crystal clear blue water. You're just like, you just cruise around the different islands, literally. So we'd get out, you know, snorkel around, whatever, you know, maybe go up on the island. 
bought a ton of shit, dude. Like, not shit. I bought all this. Well, we bought, but mostly me because, you know, I have a problem, like, buying <laughs> stuff like that. But uh, all this, like, you know, native garb, if you will. Like, they're called moles. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, these these women, like, hand-knit these, like, incredible, like, fabrics. So, I mean, just random. I mean, but whatever. So, we just were cruising around you're basically just like go to an island um uh you know hang out snorkel and then we would eat these just like incredible meals on the boat like our the the woman there was a woman and a guy who were our captains if you will Mm -hmm. and uh but um yeah it was like it was really cool so that being said i want to like I kind of want to like talk about these people, dude, because they're just like oh, wild. Um, so I guess I guess I'll just like do the brief history. Like a long, sure. long time ago, these Guna Indians, basically, they were all up in the jungles of Panama and Colombia, and we're talking like in the 1600s, and like rain and flooding basically pushed them down to these like little islands. There's 400 islands in this chain of sandblast islands, which is like the Guna Yala. And that stretches from basically uh, what's the port? Um, Portobello Mm -hmm. in Panama, all the way to like Cologne and then into Colombia. So all these Indians, they like lived up in the mountains or or like in the mountains and then they got pushed down to these islands. So they set up these islands and they're basically completely, they're their own like governed territory. There's like a high chief of the Guna Indians and then there's like three low chiefs or something. And then every island has its own like, you know, call it, call it like a high person, like mm-hmm. each island. All right. So. You're talking like we went on one of these islands that was like inhabited, very inhabited. And you're talking like, um, well, you think that was like less than five acres? Okay, less than five acres, Mm -hmm. maybe two trees and like 80 huts. And when I say hut, like a completely like, like made out of bamboo on the sides and then um palm leaves on the on the roofs right yeah. like thatched roofs and then say like 20 cinder block houses mm-hmm. you know i'm just like this is just off the top of my head but like there's like you know a few cinder block houses mostly these huts then in the middle there was this giant like really pretty hut and that was called the congresso okay. and every single every single night everybody on the island goes and sits it's kind of funny. The chief of the island lays in a hammock and everybody comes in and sits down. So he's just laying like up at the front, mm-hmm. like, you know, cause he, he, he's the, um, I get, he's the spiritual and like, he's the spiritual leader, but also like the political leader, if that right. makes sense. So these, you know, whatever these, the leaders lay in these hammocks and everyone else is just like, and out in there and they go over whatever they got to go they sing songs and all that but uh 
So these islands are like pretty close to shore. So the whole, the, the island, they, they hunt in the mornings, you know, so they, they had these little dugout Yulu canoes. So like a dugout tree and they ride over to the, to the shore and they hike up in the mountain. And supposedly there's all these river, these rivers um, that are, perfectly crystal clear perfect drinking water so that's mm. they all go they all go up the river get the water bring it back hunt do whatever they got to do there's like bananas they farm then they come back you know by like noon they say and then for the rest of the day they spend it like fishing or sailing around or whatever but um so you're talking like an actual little tribe you know, and they're just going about their everyday business. And then you have these sailboats, these people just hanging around. Right. And they're, it was only a couple of years ago that they started doing charters. So like, you know, you, we, we, every Island we went on, we had to pay a couple bucks. Like it was mm-hmm. like two or three, two or $3 just to pay them to give them something. Sure. And uh, you know, you go whatever, hang out, walk around. They got some cold beers, um, you know, couple gate. They got blue Powerade. They got orange Gatorade. They had a a red a red drink, and then they had like some standard like uh, you know Balboa beer. Um, you know, then they had like chips and whatever. So we're hanging out, dude. These kids ball. So really? we're yeah. So we're there. We we roll up to this island, the one island we had like the most fun on. It was a Saturday all the stuff I just said was like based off this Island, like the yeah. 80 huts, the five acres. So we're walking around. Next thing you know, we got this just like chain of kids following us around. Right. So there's like 15 kids. Um, one Guna, like older guy who knew our boat captain. And like, so he was like kind of like our tour guide to the Island. We walked around, um, had a big fix. Um, they had, they were working on their chainsaw yeah. and their pull cord broke. Yeah. And, and of course I had brought some paracord with me. <laughs> Naturally. So, on the, <laughs> so I was like, Yo, I was like, I, I got a cord for you. I got a cord. So I, I got, you know, the, the mate or whatever to bring me back in the little dinghy to the, to the main boat, get the paracord, brought it back to them. They're all <laughs> fired up. So uh, it, that, that was pretty neat. But uh, so we got this like, absolute train of kids following us around and they're all they got they're carrying basketballs i'm like yeah. where's the courts boys like <laughs> what's the deal so we end up like walking around the corner and we get to this this court and we just bawled for for really? you know, however That's long awesome. yeah dude it was it was a great time so i was just basically i mean everybody we're just sweating our absolute ass off it's so hot hanging out but you know so we hung out with them played basketball and uh, that was like we were talking about probably the most like meaningful day, no doubt. Like the rest of this stuff was all like paradise type of stuff. Yeah. But like that was like, you know, that was like the humanity part of it. Like, you know, it was just like fun. Like, they, they, first of all, they think like they're tiny. These yeah. Guna people are just tiny, right? So they think I'm this, this 
absolute like behemoths standing <laughs> at five five foot ten like they have no idea that like you know i'm I'm four inches shorter than the average height player in the NBA fellas. Like <laughs> right. you, you're going to need a major growth spurt here. But, but uh, so, you know, that was, that was really neat. You know, they told us about some like their boats. That, that was pretty much like what I was most curious in, like all of, like the fishing aspect of everything. Cause mm-hmm. they just hand on everything. So like when we were leaving, all these, all the, all the kids were just like hanging out at the dock. Like, it's honestly kind of like a sad sight, but like, so picture this little like dock of this island, and you look over, you know, the edge of the dock, and it's just perfectly clear water, right, mm-hmm. straight down, like right there, that close to the island. All this is trash, yeah. so it's like perfectly clear water, but just like trash everywhere. You know, so it's like they're fishing in this like trash, but it's like it's like a really weird thing because it looks like the most pristine, perfect water ever. And it's just right. like, oh, my gosh. So, you know, then you see like the kids like throwing the plastic in and like you're like, oh, no, don't do that. But like, how do you tell them? Like, don't right. do that. They're like, what? You know, it's like, OK, fuck off, you know. Um, but. uh yeah, so that was like kind of like the, like vibe. I was just another like speaking to you straight up. Like technology is just they they all got cell phones. So like really, I, we're sitting here enjoying we're sitting here enjoying all this like stuff, and I'm looking around, looking at you know my wife. We're on our honeymoon, and I'm I'm just like saying like technology just is it, it's it's a killer dude and yeah. and and i don't think that they're gonna last truly because mm, they, they were they lived such a simple simple life you know and now that they have this like you know they all got a iphone dude yeah. so none of them got a charger we roll up to this one island that's got like a little hut on this peninsula right they got a solar panel and a generator running and we, and we go and we went and got a beer and there's, there's those, um, what are they? Not a circuit. What's the thing that, um, you plug your like TV and stuff into, it's got like 10 plugs on it. Oh, uh, a uh, power strip. Sur- surge protector or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Power strip, surge protector, whatever. Dude, there's however many surge protectors. There's like 30 phones being charged all over the place, you know, because like they can only go to this one place to charge their phone. So then you got people coming, like riding their boat a half mile from this island because they can charge their phone over at this island. And, you know, like I get. um, Here, I'll give the alternative to that as well, because I can see how like it's helping them but it's also hurting them. So like all these cruising yachts are just like out around these islands. Right. So these Guna people, they come and they like, you just order from this little man in this little wooden canoe say like, I need water. And next day, you know, he'll bring you the fresh water. Right. Bananas. I need fish. I need whatever communication, you know, to like, help with their business but like i mean my first thought is just that like it's the technology like they're not using it for 
I'm sure they're using it for communication, but they're also using it for what the rest of America is using it for. And that's just to sit on your phone and, and get this. Um, what's, what's the word? What's the, um, we've talked about it plenty of times. It's like, um, like these dopamine hits that are like, you know, um, sorry, man. I'm just, I've been only speaking Spanish the last four days. So sweet, humble brag. <laughs> no. That's bilingual benny baby that's what they call them <laughs> um like you're just getting these you know like um like fake fugazi freaking you know mental thoughts yeah. where it's like dude i hate to tell you but you're living in the perfect society it doesn't exist anywhere else in the world and like yeah. you know it's like how, how do you say dude, get off your phone and, yeah. and just do what you did you know hundreds and hundreds it's like you know once once they're hooked it's like you just you can just tell it's just one of those things you can see how how much plastic waste there was i'm sure that's only within you know i'll say within like 10 or 15 years you know i'm sure at at one point it was like you know now you just have like there's just cases of water cases of coca-cola oh that's the other thing coca-cola everywhere obviously like um we've talked about before but um uh i guess yeah that's like enough of like the negative because it's like now like the first thing i said i I sent you that picture right and you responded that looks like a microsoft screensaver Mm -hmm. it was the absolute first thing that i thought of when we got here Right. I'm like, and then that's what we were calling it. I was like, you know, we, we would go from like one island to the next island and we'd be pulling in and be like, Hey, look, you know, it's the screensaver over there. And it, it was so true. Like, and like literally just, you're, you're just sitting there like today when we got picked up on our boat on, on the power boat to get back to the port off the uh, sailboat or whatever, we went and stopped at this other island, picked up this other couple, and we're, you know, just sitting there talking. Like, ninety nine percent of the world will never see this because right. it's not a resort in Mexico, you yeah. know, all inclusive. You know, it's not. It's so hard to get to. You know, it's it's time. It's expensive. You know, all these things, and it's like, but it's there. You know, yeah. it's like it, it's it is available, you know, if you have, the, I guess, the means. But, um, you know, you're just talking like breathtaking, like so simple, man. Every dock you pull up to on the island is just like hand whittled out of these sticks and these planks, you know, like you can tell the planks of the dock are probably made from the same wood of their canoes, you know, yeah. or whatever. It's like so, I mean, it truly is like. I would say one of the last of its kind or, but I can't even say that because it is one of a kind. There is no other 400 Island nation of, you know, this ancient tribe anywhere, you know, and if there is, it's been, um, you know, extorted or what's that word I'm looking for? Like, uh, well, definitely extorted, but also probably just ex- has gone extinct at this point. Right. Like whatever that 
I'm just thinking of like, you know, like a, a gold mining town that, you know, you come in, take everything good. And then right. it's, you know, it's like, you just leave it there. Yeah. Um, so like all this is being said, we're talking about this. And, uh, so for the first time in whatever, 250 years, they're one of the Island tribes is packing up to move back to the jungle oh, because their, their, their islands are the, supposedly the islands are going underwater, mm-hmm. so, but I don't want to be part of that message because I think it's just like a perfect example of life is cyclical. Like, 250 years ago they came down from the mountains right you know like maybe it's just the time to go back well let you know it's like and then eventually they come back again who knows it's just it's it was an interesting thing to hear because they're you know it's clearly that like we're i'm I'm talking about them kind of like losing the the it factor in it sure enough like they actually are like for the first time two tribes are leaving the islands going back. So I don't know what well, you were just about to say. Well, what I was going to say is to some degree, it might not, it's, it's probably a good thing to protect the culture as well, because if you're saying that, you know, all these kids have, cell, you know, everybody's got cell phones and the, the society as a whole is becoming more reliant on technology, then, you know, the only way to preserve that is to leave that. And, and so if, if they're going to leave and go back to their roots, so to speak, um you know then it's probably not a bad thing that they're going back into the jungle which will uh, preserve that culture and that lifestyle for even longer where the reality is is if they stay on those islands and they become more uh accessible to tourism which i'm sure brings in money and is not a bad thing in that sense but you're just going to see less and less of it and eventually you're going to get to a point where the culture doesn't really exist anymore outside of you know, being there for tourists to see. Um, right. And so there's probably good and bad to that, you know, definitely. But it's it's sad that an indigenous tribe that still exists is slowly starting to deteriorate based on just the the uh, world around them. I mean, there's just not that many left, you know, other than like the Amazon and then I guess North Sentinel Island. You know, there's not that many untouched tribes that aren't influenced by the outside world anymore. Yeah, I guess they're only rivaled by the pygmies in size. The pygmies are the only people that are smaller than them. Interesting. Like the, That's interesting. Yeah, the, the Goonies, they're very, very small. Um, But, uh, yeah, I just was about to say, you were saying about one thing, and I was about to say something, but, of course, I forgot. Um, But, yeah, um, it, it, it's, it was in, it's interesting that um, – oh, that's what, exactly what I was going to say – one of their things uh, that I found extremely interesting, well, at first I thought it was weird, then it made complete sense with me, but uh, the a lot of times the last male in the family mm-hmm. is a they they just raise him as a as a she. Interesting. So it's a tra- like they are a transvestite, and what we learned is that the guna yala are a completely feminine driven society so the women control the money Mm -hmm. the women control the land so like the man the man marries the woman he goes to the woman's land so Mm -hmm. 
it dawned on me, it like hit me. I was like, oh, I get why they raised the last one as a female. It's like right. that's to you prolong your family as long as you can go, and then the woman gets the land. Right. So if you're just raised as a woman, they view her as a woman. She hmm. she gets the land, but she's really you know. Interesting. I thought that was yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting. So, um, you know, like they clearly still have a thick heritage. You know, it's yeah, very, right. you know, prominent, and it's just like anything else. It's like, you know, hope. You know, I guess it's more just like you enjoy it, see it, spread the word about it. You know, it's like we bought as much as we could before we're like wow we have too much stuff but just to like support them you know that is right. their only you know like income uh, besides like the fish and uh but yeah so dude it was it was it was insane it was awesome um so now we're, we're gearing up tomorrow we fly uh way east way west sorry way west to bocas del toro and we're uh, gonna go dive there. So, um, tech, we'll be there for what? Oh yeah, we'll be there for the next Sunday conversation. So someday. that's Some, what, someday, man. Someday. Someday. Someday we'll get there. Um. <laughs> well, that is. Uh, it's awesome. First of all, to hear you. Uh, obviously taking it all in and and be so invested in it. It's it's obviously you know a noticeable shift in in you when you're when you're abroad and, and experiencing new things and, and learning and traveling and, and seeing the world around you. So I guess if I had a question that's kind of non uh, non-specific to what you were just talking about, how do you feel? How do you feel inside? Uh really good, dude. Like you know, I guess the first thing I was gonna say was and that's not necessarily like the Guna people, but you know, being on a sailboat, you can definitely, um, like, you got to be able to just kind of do nothing, sort of, yeah. you know? So I think there was a lot of, like, reflecting mm -hmm. um, in terms of just, like, hanging out, thinking about, like, I mean, I was thinking about a lot about the house we're fixing up. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, it's like, you know, I can't wait to be in that type of thing because, sure. you know, it's like you're just looking at all these people and they're civilization or whatever and it's just like well you know you're you're kind of doing the same thing also it made me kind of realize though that it's like dude it's imperative to travel mm -hmm. like imperative and i don't think i mean once again it's like yes it has to come down to means and all that but like sure. there are ways you know like we rolled up on some islands that it was like was it 15 bucks a night for the hut to stay in it? 15 bucks a night, you know? It's like, so if you could get there, there's ways to do it, you yeah. know? Obviously, we're living luxury. It's funny, luxury on this sailboat, eating world-class meals, dude. Right. You know, so great. You're, you're hanging out on a sail on a sailboat. But it's like, dude, there was no wind, yep. no air conditioning, and it was hot as shit, dude. Yeah. Like, sweaty. So you just had to get in the water and, like, 
whatever, just like kind of cope with it. Like, you yeah. know, it's just, I know it's like a, a first world problem, but it's like, a, um, I would say it was, de- I mean, it's definitely makes, makes you thankful for, for everything you got, no doubt, because totally. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's really it, but definitely, uh, feel good to answer your question. Like, you know, it was, it was uh, very enriching, right? Yeah. Is that a word? Is that yeah. the yeah. correct? Uh, sure. Very enriching. So um, nothing out of the ordinary, you know, took, took a lot of pictures. Um, definitely, you know, got a bunch of their, I mean, wait till you see this stuff. I'll show you some pictures eventually of the, of like the moles and these uh, hand woven things that they make. It's just like really intricate detail. Um, that's neat. But um, besides that, man, it's like, just like we've always said, got to live, got to live because it's a real bummer. You know, I'm glad I get to like, sp- now I get to talk about where we've been in, in the sense that is, you know, you know, they say like living vicariously through someone else. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's why I, um, in this sense, it's like, you know, listen, I guess, to the stories of people that go to different places because, yeah. you know, it's like, if you can't make it, might as well at least hear about it. Yeah, it's it's so, all it's it's kind of weird too when you when you talk about traveling and and you talk about traveling with people because like I think there's almost like this like sense of people think you're being pretentious when you tell them about traveling and trips you've been on but like the reality is is it's just you trying to impart your experiences on somebody else and if if you don't get them to say go to Panama or whatever like you're just showing them like hey like this is what this experience meant to me and you can have an experience that means just as much to you if you're willing to do it. But I think there's like this weird human thing where we feel like people are like almost talking down to us when they're talking about or talking like they're better than us because they're traveling. But the reality is, it's like if you just do it yourself and get those experiences for yourself, it's amazing what it does to your your brain, your mindset and what you feel like. I'm sure you're feeling almost no stress and no anxiety about anything right now because you're just living for what's directly in front of you, which is the beauty of doing what you're doing. You want to know the one other thing, dude, that was like um, a random internal thought I had when someone someone asked like, you know, what we do for work. And I was saying, you know, we're whatever. We own our own little business. And I was like, we don't have employees. And they're like, ah, you know, like, ah, like, and then that dawned on me, like thinking about, you know, anybody that has ever gone on vacation having a business with employees. Right. It's like you can never, you can never really be in the moment because there's always like something to think about. And I was like, yep. I was appreciative of that kind of aspect of our lives, of like the low overhead because it's nice to be able to like be on this vacation and like be, you know, on this vacation, not yeah. like worrying about, you know, Johnny fucking something up back you right. know, home or whatever it is. Um, John, that wasn't, that wasn't to you, John <laughs> Riley, uh, <laughs> or any John, I don't know why, <laughs> uh, you know, came up with John, but either way. So it was, um, uh, that was like a good 
like thought, but that's also like a very difficult, you know, sit, like if you want to have a business, it's like if you kind of need to have employees, but sure. it just, it, it was just, add, you know, added, you know, to all the thoughts that, you know, I was, I was having it's just that it's like, you know, a lot of people are go on vacation, but they don't really go on vacation. They're never there. Yeah. Yeah. They're so uh, absolutely Benny. Well, listen, we, this is going to end in about a minute and a half anyway. So it's about as perfect place to wrap it up. And I want you to get back to, Oh, your and um, they got great bread in the Guna islands, like freaking great I bread. I believe that that actually Dude. doesn't surprise me one bit. Uh, um, Yeah. Didn't have any pasta. On a pasta, I didn't have pasta actually. <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had pad thai, so technically that kind of counts. That's that's yeah. Asian pasta. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, Benny, it 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 always uh, warms my heart when you're when you're out doing your thing because it's like I said, it's a noticeable shift in in your personality and your excitement and what you're talking about. So I'm really thankful that uh, you're doing this and then you get to share it with me and then uh, obviously subsequently our our 330 million listeners but uh yeah. which uh, may be more more by now that that was months i ago, hope i hope you're <laughs> i hope you're walking around the islands just going hey sunday conversation subscribe on that phone well, i was baby. i was yeah i know i was i was showing them all the link on their iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> um but listen man get get back to your vacation you and i will catch up uh you know whenever the next time you're free and we'll uh and we'll follow up with the the rest of what's going on with you but I'm glad you're doing Heck it. Heck yeah. I love you. Love you, bro.